Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. Today on Core Principles, I'm going to be welcoming back to the program a very special guest. But to start this episode, I want to give a shout out to a special person who has greatly assisted me with this program. Some people have been asking me, Clay, how can you get such world-renowned people as Dick Morris and David Horowitz and others to be on Core Principles? And the answer has a lot to do with a very kind and gracious lady named Sandy Frazier. So I want to say thank you, Sandy. You're awesome. Now, in this episode of Core Principles, I'm honored to welcome back to the program a man whom Time Magazine once called the most influential man in America, a man whom President Trump called on frequently as part of his innermost kitchen cabinet, best-selling author whose latest book, The Return, explains convincingly why and how President Trump will run for and win the presidency in 2024. I'm talking, of course, about Dick Morris. Welcome back, sir. How are you doing? Good to be here. Yes, doing well. When you were on Core Principles last month, we discussed your great new book, The Return, and there's a lot more about it to discuss, of course, than we had time for. Today's topics will be, I would call them adjacent to the topics in that book, but you've been writing recently in the past weeks more and speaking about an October surprise and also about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and pending potential legal jeopardy. So we are now mere weeks away from the midterm elections. The voting is no longer just on election day, so the tricks are already underway. And we've seen October surprises before, Dick Morris, but uh, you are warning of something really treacherous. Uh, Could you explain to us what are some of the circumstances that make the Democrats now particularly desperate? There's been a move to do a couple of things in the last week. Uh, abortion is faded as an issue, and Republicans have largely sold the idea that if they take power, they will not ban abortion in cases of rape or the life of the mother or incest, and that they will allow abortions for the first trimester, but not after that. And the Republicans seem to have settled really on that as their approach, and that is not that dangerous, and pro-choice voters largely agree with that. Uh, they don't want late, few want late-term abortions, but most don't. Um, so that has taken the issue that was countering inflation away from the Democrats. They put all their eggs in that basket, and now the bottom of the basket is falling out. So they're desperate. And I think what they're now going to do is what Biden started to do last week when he was giving a speech and he warned that we're approaching Armageddon, his word, not mine, and that we are at more danger of nuclear war now than we've had since the Cuban Missile Crisis under Kennedy. And I think that his approach will be to wag the dog. Do you remember that movie? Yes, sir. And in the theme of the movie, President is in a sex scandal, and the way to get to survive it is to start a war. So everybody rallies around him in wartime. And uh, I think that may be Biden's strategy. Not that he's going to start a war, but that he's going to talk about it a lot and hope that people rally around him. I think it may have the opposite effect, because I think we take a look at this senile, demented creature, and we say, oh my God, this is what we're sending up against 
Glad to be This is our, our, our hope. Our hope that's going to climb into the ring with them. You got to be kidding me. And I think that may undermine Biden more. But uh, I do think that that's what they're going to try to do. But I think that as things stand right now, we're going to win the House. And I believe we are going to get between 51 and 54 seats in the Senate. Now, 51 is close, but uh, I think, and we're not certain of that. If anyone out there wants to help, we think, oh, we're being outspent in the key states by three to one. It's horrible. Our consultants are saying that it's three enemy ads to each one of ours. And the states that particularly need help are Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Arizona, the candidate is Masters, and he's doing well. He won the debate decisively, but he's still behind. Oz in Pennsylvania, who was way behind, but now is pretty well caught up. And Georgia, where Walker was ahead, but then was hit with these scandals and has fallen a little bit behind. We don't know by how much. Well, I'm encouraged that you uh, expect us to take back, of course, the House. I think that one's obvious, but the Senate. Uh, and those three races that you mentioned, uh, Blake Masters in Arizona, obviously, is very well-spoken. I think his views are very mainstream, uh, even out West. But let's talk for a second about Pennsylvania. Uh, Dr. Oz got Trump's endorsement. I don't know that many of us would call him really conservative, but his opponent, Fetterman, is insane. Is it really possible that that race is as close as they say? Yes, yes, it is. Because uh, Oz went to a very damaging and difficult primary fight and, um, and had everything in the world thrown at him. And it's, t- it's taken a little while to recover from that. And then Fetterman hit him with the abortion issue. And Pennsylvania is a strongly pro-choice state. So it's taken him a while to recover and to focus on economic issues of inflation and crime, particularly in the Philadelphia region, where there were 551 homicides this year, last year, compared to New York City, which is five times as large, which had 485. So um, he, those issues are working for him, but it's taking a little while. Uh, one of the key things he has to do is to tell people that he is in favor of abortion in cases of rape, and that he would not change the Pennsylvania law, which is 24-week abortions halfway through pregnancy. And he's for that, but he needs to do an advertisement that explains that to people to blunt the offense that he's facing. The governor's races is where they really have to speak on that topic because they, state by state, will have a lot more influence. And I think they are speaking out about that. Pennsylvania in particular, for Doug Mastriano, the Republican, because um, in Pennsylvania, the governor appoints the secretary of state. In the other states that are swing states, they're elected. And we have good candidates and we have a good shot at winning those. But in Pennsylvania, Mastriano is behind by that seven or eight. Uh, Oz is behind by one or two. Uh, so it's particularly important that, that he catch up and I think he'll have a shot at doing that, but that's uh, early for that. The other race you alluded to that I spoke about was Masters in Arizona. Um, not to do a pun, but he did a masterful job 
in the debate against Senator Kelly, uh, who uh, is the incumbent. And uh, he was brilliant in, in saying, why did you vote to hire 87,000 IRS agents, but vote against hiring 16,000 new border agents? And uh, there was no answer to that. And then when Kelly attacked him on abortion, he said, I'm not going to change the current Arizona law, which is an exception for rape in the life of the mother and a 15-week period. And Kelly had no answer to that. And then he came back and he said, you are the extremist on abortion because you want to commit abortion right up to the moment of birth, basically killing a live baby. So uh, I think that he's doing very well there. But then let's focus on the flip side. We have to take away seats because, you know, with the current 50-50, Kamala Harris breaks it against us. And I think that uh, we have a very good chance with Paul Laxalt in Nevada for Senate. But Nevada is such a corrupt state that who the hell knows how, what the count is going to show. He's led in six straight polls over five weeks. But I wouldn't bet on Nevada to save my life. And then the other two possibilities are Walker in Georgia and um, Masters, as I said, in Arizona. And I think Masters will probably win. Walker is going to be tight. So that's why I say 51 seats, which it presumes Oz wins and Laxalt wins, or 52 seats, which presume they both win and, uh, and Masters wins, or 53, which would involve Walker winning as well. Yes. And we got to be concerned about uh, those three states, Georgia, Arizona, and Pennsylvania, all were part of the notorious timeout in the 2020 election, yes. where they yes, changed they the were. results of the vote. So it is very important, uh, voters in those states to get out. And it's especially important, as Dick Morris points out in his book, The Return, to vote for the, the governors that we need there, too. Carrie yeah. uh, Lake in Arizona will be great on the border and uh in particular. And it's so important because the gov uh, the governors have a say about who is the Secretary of State, which yeah. has a say in how the elections are run. And that's, that's right. going to be key. That's right. So um, let me just briefly touch on October surprise. I'm concerned that because he's so desperate and his back is to the wall, that Biden is going to talk a lot about the threat of nuclear war and try to use that to rally voters. In a strange situation, Putin and Biden are in the same situation. They both have their backs to the wall. They're both facing defeat on a crucial domestic issue, Ukraine in Russia's case, and the election in Biden's. And um, a threat of war and saber-rattling might be mutually beneficial to them. Now, I don't know if Putin would use weapons or not, but certainly rattling the saber let's be distract people from the losses on the battlefield in Ukraine. And uh, that might be a strategy he's using. And I think it is one that Biden's going to use. Well, as that escalates, Dick Morris, I want to ask you about the Nord Stream pipeline attack. Biden said in February of this year, quote, if Russia invades Ukraine, then there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We will bring an end to it, unquote. Now, in late September, yes. someone did sabotage Nord Stream 2. Should we yes. consider that weird, scary, or just unfortunate? No, no, it's Russian sabotage. Uh, and uh, Germany had 
turned off the pipeline. Nord Stream 1 was sabotaged and was sending in gas, but Russia turned it off uh, in protest against the uh, embargo. And uh, Nord Stream 2 never got turned on because Germany vetoed it because of American concerns. Uh, I think the purpose of the sabotage was to warn the West because a big source of gas for Europe right now is a pipeline that goes from uh, Norway, which is oil rich, to Poland. And uh, that pipeline has been expanded recently. And it's basically replacing Nord Stream. And I think the sabotage of Nord Stream was to warn the West that he could sabotage the Polish-Norwegian pipeline as well. I wanted to ask you, uh, if we have just a moment, about uh, one other topic that you've written on and spoken on recently, which is uh, the Biden legal jeopardy. One of the reasons Joe Biden and his handlers in the swamp are squirming is this potential legal jeopardy. So I want to ask you, uh, will Hunter be charged for any of his crimes? Yeah, I tend to think he won't be charged before the election. Uh, and if the Democrats win, I don't think he'll ever be charged. But if the Republicans take uh, Congress, certainly if they take both houses, I think the pressure on the FBI to in- and DOJ to indict will be very heavy. And I think he will be indicted. And I think all this is going to come out and it's going to look very bad for Biden and might even at some point force his resignation. But that's in the future. Thanks very much. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.